I'm Andrea. And I'm Brandy. And we're Sarcastic in Suburbia. Discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm. We went down a lot of rabbit holes this week and I don't know if it's just what's been going on in the world or that we have more time on our hands or there seems to be more people who are going down these rabbit holes with us. Yeah, it just reminds me of like um, Alice in Wonderland and just like, I mean, you literally just tumble down into this like hole of information and it goes there and here and here and here and then you like end up at something and you're like, I have no idea how I got here. Yes, but then the interesting thing about the rabbit hole is once you're down and you're in it or you're free falling, you also feel the need to grab the people around you and take them down the hole. Like it's a rabbit hole that is not for you to be alone in. You need to be able to relate to someone else. So after I get like so far down, I'm like, somebody else needs to waste an hour and a half of their time. So then I share whatever I've been looking at and then they go down the rabbit hole. I can't tell you how many people last week, um, Brandy with Britney Spears, sent me a message about that and said, okay, now I'm like fully in on Britney Spears. Like I need to understand what's going on. And then so much so that even E! News, not that we caused this, obviously, but it's so many people have gone down the rabbit hole. E! News was posting things from Britney when Britney was like, hey, I'm just like telling everybody I'm fine. Like my, fa- I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a bad place. Like I know my fans love me, but it's okay. But then she would post cryptic things yeah. and I feel like she's crying out still and then she's saying what people are forcing her to say that she's okay yeah I mean this is why with like conspiracy theories people are like what you believe that I'm like it's because you find one little thing that you're like okay this is probably true and then you fall down that hole of like well gosh if if this one little thing is true does that mean everything is? Like, obviously not, but you just, yeah. It's the separation. That's, for me, it's the separation. I can't separate, and that's why it gets scary. That's why people get overwhelmed with conspiracies, because there's no separation of fact and um, and what seems to be fact. And I, I get myself caught up in that, too. I mean, just the other day, I don't know if you saw this, but in Britney's post she posted a a picture of herself and obviously a very strange one and in the caption she wrote like this is natural light no filter and then it started going around and people were like oh my gosh do you see what's posted under her eyes and so I'm looking and I'm looking I'm like no I don't see it so finally somebody points it out and the way that the shadow was casting on her lower lashes it looked like it said call on one eye, 911 on the other eye. Are you kidding? And no. And I didn't see it. I mean, I looked and I looked. And then once they circled it, it was like a shadow from her um, her eyelashes, her lower lids. I was like, oh my, I, I really did see it. Like, I will send it to you. I really did see it. But then I'm like, how far are, how far am I going to reach? How, like, I felt myself 
like having an out of body like this is okay I need to stop because it's getting so far that I'm like oh my god should I call 911 like what no I'm not calling 911 for Britney Spears I can't do it it's too much so I don't know I feel like there's it's so hard to separate fact from where that things are just coincidences it's so hard for me to to separate the two yeah it's very very easy to it's like you get one little piece of information then you find more and you find more and find more and then you have to wait no stop Mm -hmm. and then you're like none of this is true and then you then you hear something else and you're like oh but that makes a lot of sense that's probably true too and then you're like can i trust anything can i trust anyone is all of this information fake is this information fake over here is this opposite thing fake like you can't it's like so much and it's so interesting. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I gotta stop. And I'll like just watch The Office and do just no information, no new information. That's been our escape, our whole family. We have, it's been too much. There's been too much noise as school is getting ready to, you know, figure out what that looks like for next year. There's been so much outside noise for the first time in I feel like months because it's been summer. And so our whole family of four has been eating dinner and watching The Office at the same time. Like we just need to like not worry, not hear anything negative, not be outside in the heat. Like our getaway has been The Office. Yeah. My problem is I'll like stay off of the conspiracies for a couple of days and I'll do like paranormal stuff because I'm a weirdo. And then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go back. I gotta find like a podcast headline like title will catch my attention I'm like oh that is interesting I gotta listen to that and I'm sucked right back in I know I feel it too I feel it too I think that for me the Britney stuff is I'm I'm still on it I'm a hundred percent on it but I'm also because of that I feel like she opened up a whole can of worms with other things and it all happened to be around the exact same time and so now my mind is like spiraling in so many different ways and then I start to feel I'm not gonna lie to you I start to feel a little kooky I start to feel like maybe I maybe it's not the conspiracy maybe I'm going crazy and I know this about myself and I've, I've told this to you before too especially when watching shows and things I I have a really hard time with being sucked into something and it can be whatever it is. Like I get on a tangent and I just can't stop. So like if it's a show, the reason why I don't binge watch shows a lot is because I don't sleep. I don't stop. I don't eat. I get so sucked in and I can't stop. That's how I felt with some of these conspiracy theories that we're going to go over in this episode. I felt like I found myself not wanting to do anything else except for to read, read more, learn more, see more. Where's more videos? Where's more podcasts? And then I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? I felt like I lost my identity for a hot minute. I'd much rather though know this stuff or be like what the woke. Like I'd much rather, <laughs> as the children say. You just made me snort. <laughs> but I'd much rather like, be informed and know that it's out there and be able to hear all this stuff and look at all this information 
and kind of decide for myself, like, yes, this makes sense. No, this is too crazy. And be in that realm, then be completely oblivious of all of it. And just be like, uh, no, none of that is true. It's all fake. All of it. Because, yeah, there's probably a lot of it that's not true. But the fact that some of it is, and some of it is coming to light that it, you know, this stuff is true, makes it, I don't know, like, I can't, you can't just say, like, nope, 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 like, none of this, none of it is true. I don't know. I'd much rather be woke than naive. But I also think that there's a, there's three options. There's people who are like, it's 100% not true. I refuse to believe it. People who are like, mm, there's some truth or I believe some of it. Mm-hmm. And then there was me pre-Britney. And that was not that I didn't believe some of it was true, but ignorance is bliss. I realize there are things out there, but if I start, I'm going to make myself crazy and once I started, I realized why I never did before because I started getting nutty. So I think it's just, I have to get into a place where there's a balance. There's a fine line where I'm like, okay, read enough for today. Got to step away. It's like anything else. You know, I ate enough carbs today. I drank enough soda today. Like you just have to just step away because you'll just keep going and going and going. Well, and it's a good, it's almost like therapy. It's you're You have to teach yourself to... Take in the information, process it, and then decide how you are going to move forward with it. You're not going to rescue Britney Spears, obviously. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to stress and worry about something that I I have no effect on. True. So it's like, you just kind of have to take it and then decide what you're going to do with that information and move on and not stress out about it. Agreed. But I also feel like this is the difference and this is where it is um, really helpful to know your Enneagram in my opinion because you are a realist. Like that's what you are. You know you can separate like this is the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I move on. Whereas I'm an Enneagram too and I'm, I'm a helper. For me I always feel like there's something I can do. There is some kind of support. There's some kind of um, word of advice that I can give. And in these situations, I can't. And that's exactly why I've avoided them because there's nothing I can do to help. It's like, I love to help people, but I also feel like it's my duty. Like I put that on myself. And even though I tell myself, hey, that's not your job. It's not your job to help everybody. So I also feel like that's why I have avoided conspiracy theories because inherently I will want to help or I think that I can when in all honesty, I cannot. Yeah. My, my Enneagram like wants that knowledge, but then my anxiety on the other hand, like I can sit there and listen to all these crazy podcasts or whatever and take all that in and like be logical about it. But then like, I stress out about like, oh, my son has a freckle and that bugs me. Like, I just, it's, it look weird. And I'm like measuring it and looking at it like obsessively. Like I have obsessive compulsive anxiety about certain things, but like conspiracies but you've aren't one of them. it, right? Because most of the things that you get obsessed about are health, yeah. correct? Yeah. Like it's, it's a specific, not that you don't have anxiety about other things, but specifically about 
your health or your kids' health or your family's health. Like you just, it's yeah. specific to health. I'm basically a hypochondriac. I mean, not to like some levels, but I mean, to a point where like it, um, like I have anxiety about calling and making a doctor's appointment, even like a checkup. Interesting. Yeah, it's in very weird. In the fear that, is it like in the fear of if I go, they'll tell me something bad. So if I just don't go, then they can't tell me? Kind of. Okay. But at the same time, but if you don't go, then do you sit at home and say, but I could have something and I should have gone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, it, it's kind of, it's kind of both. So you're kind of, I mean, for lack of better, better words, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you're going to be worried either way. Yes. Yep. And it's gotten better. It's gotten better the last year, but still, I'm still like, I was even, this is, this is how crazy it is. And part of that is my anxiety about talking to people on the phone also. Okay. Um, so I should just learn how to make appointments over cause I know all the places to do, but even like calling to make an appointment for my dog, like for the puppy as a checkup, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I have anxiety about calling people on the phone. Interesting. And and maybe you don't know and maybe you do. Is it that you're going to come off like not knowledgeable or that you're going to stutter? Like what? Or is it just like the fear of talking to people that you don't know in general? I've always just had a, like a, an, an anxiety with talking on the phone. I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm like, I don't like talking even to people I know. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like once I once I just make myself do it, like it's fine, mm-hmm. but it's that, like even to call to resolve, like I have this thing I need to call eBay about. Why have I been waiting? But it's just like this, like thing I can't get over. That's interesting. And for me, I have, I will call it phone laziness. I don't have an anxiety about it, but I'm like, ugh. I don't want to wait on hold. I don't want to explain myself to three different people before I get to the right person because that's inevitably what I'm going to do. It's probably not going to fix itself anyways. Like I had, I got these AirPods for my birthday, which I love. I know people are like, ugh, who would spend that much money on them? They're the best gift I've ever gotten. I use them every single day. They are worth the money, just FYI. But when we purchased them, something happened where the serial number did not match what they said it was. And so they canceled the Apple Care on it. Like I'm supposed to get a year included with this. So if anything happens to them, that I can send them in and they can fix them. Well, they sent me an email back in May saying that, hey, you need to call us before June 1st so we can get the right serial number. Otherwise, we're going to cancel your Apple Care. And I, knew that I had to call him. It wasn't an email back. I had to call. It's mid-July. I still haven't called. So I have no Apple Care. I've paid $30 for this Apple Care. I don't have it. And I haven't called them to resolve the issue. Like, why? Like, it, for me, I just feel like it's laziness. I don't want to call anybody and wait on hold. I, I don't know if I feel like my time is too valuable. Like, I, we have nothing but time on our hands. So I guess I don't know what else I would be doing. But I just, even with bills, if I'm like, I already paid that. I already paid it. All I need to do is call them and say, hey, I paid that. This is the reference number I have. I just want to double check. I won't do that. I won't. Why? That doesn't make any sense. I'm right. I know I'm right. Why can't I just call them and clear it up? I don't know. There must be some kind of like medical term for that. Not Maybe not for yours, but 
for mine. There's probably some like phobia of talking on the phone. There's a phobia for everything. There's like a, a phobia for people who don't like the texture of grapes. So I'm sure there's a phobia for being on the phone or talking on the phone. Okay. Well, all of this to- talking about talking on the phone, I'm not even kidding you. It's making me anxious. So we're going to move on. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. I do not want you to be anxious. My husband was, and the kids were watching this show called Home Game on Netflix. And it just shows you these like weird sports that you've pretty much never heard of. Or you you might have heard of them, but you just didn't know very much about in different countries. And one of them, one of the episodes, they were in Scotland and they were at the Highland Games. This is going to be an aside, but because you're not, you're not, you, we don't watch the same type of movies. But have you ever seen the movie Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey? Where he's, um, he's literally the maid of honor for his best friend. That sounds familiar, but I don't know. The whole point is I know what the Highland Games are because of that movie. Okay. He, he tries to like win over his best friend's love. He ends up falling in love with her, obviously, spoiler alert. But he ends up falling in love with her and trying to prove himself versus the fiance. And the fiance is like from Scotland and so much stronger and so much bigger. And so he participates in the Highland Games and is so terrible at it. It just reminded me of that movie. Anyways, side note. Sorry, go on. So we were watching this episode and I was just like, man, that is so beautiful. Like Scotland just looks so picturesque and there's so many little uh, villages along the ocean and even the quote unquote highlands that are not by the coast are just so pretty. So I was like, I know nothing about Scotland. Like... I think people think, like when I think of that area, I'm like, oh, Ireland for sure, or um, England, or even like Denmark, or, you know, just all the other European-esque countries, but I don't ever think of Scotland. So I was like, I know nothing. I'm going to look this up. And so then I went down the rabbit hole of weather like what the weather is like, um, like the best towns and villages to live in, and which don't ask me what they are because I don't remember and I can't pronounce any of them. <laughs> and then I was like, gosh, this is, and like it's super safe there. Like Scotland, like they have like zero crime other than like breaking and entering. Like there's no crime in Scotland. And... So then I was like, well, I wonder how much it would cost to live there. Like, could you buy a Like, how much is their real estate? Because a lot of those places, especially in Europe, it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. No, it's very affordable. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so did you go as far as to figure out uh, how long a flight would be from Kansas City to Scotland? It's 14 hours. <laughs> yes, I love you so much. <laughs> I just, I know you. I just know that you were going to do that. I love it. And I actually looked up flights, and right now they're about $750. I think that's one way, but, I mean, that's a pretty decent... I think that's decent for a 14-hour flight. Oh, my gosh. I can... You know what I love about you, Brandy? I love that you're like... um, You're like my favorite restaurant. So, like, when I go there and I order something, 
and it tastes the exact same every single time, you can just count on it. That is you in my life. I can just count on you being who you are all the time. And I, that this is a compliment. And I love that. You never throw like a wrench in. You're like, I am who I am and I love it. I'm very predictable. I love it. I love every single thing about it. It also reminds me too, I don't know if you've seen, and I have not watched an episode, it's on my list, if you've seen that um, Zac Efron has this travel show on Netflix. I just saw it, yeah. Okay, so I haven't I haven't watched I any haven't of watched the, the episodes at all, but they, it kind of listed some of the places he went. I think I just, my, my younger sister Lisa has been obsessed with um, traveling shows she used to watch Anthony Bourdain's show all the time and I never was yeah another reason why I started to go down this rabbit hole is because we always joke like people always say they think my husband is Irish because he has a red beard (laughs) and I don't think he's Irish um his lap the last name is like an English last name but when I was researching Scotland I found that there is a the ruins of a bass castle in Scotland that's on like kind of like close to the border between um England and Scotland have you ever asked his parents if they have any if they know if they have any like roots in Scotland or in any other countries I don't think that I don't think they know okay see and things like this again talked about it with my sisters it makes me want to do 23andMe. Like, I want to know exactly where my roots are. My husband and I are, you know, conspiracy realists when it comes to some of this stuff. So we're like, we don't want to give them our DNA. But, like, my husband's <laughs> brother was like, yeah, I think I want to do 23andMe. And we're like, do it. Like, well, <laughs> we're not going to, but you can. That's hilarious. And, and honestly, Brandy, when you say that, this is how different we are. It didn't even dawn on me. That did not even come like, oh, I don't want them to have my DNA. I don't want them to have my, I feel like they have, I mean, I was assigned a number when I was born. They have my address. I filed my taxes and you know what, Brandy, they're coming through my Alexa as we speak. So I just feel like what's the harm in giving them a little saliva? (laughs) Well, you have not been down enough rabbit holes yet. I think that's it. I can't do it. I, I can't. That's, <laughs> that's where I have to draw the line because then I'll really, I'll really get, get crazy. That's funny. Okay, so you went down the Scotland rabbit hole. So now is that on your list of places that you'd like to visit? Yes, and I was just, I was telling my husband like, yeah, the tickets are like seven hundred dollars, and that seems really. Re- I mean, it seems really reasonable for going halfway around the world, and he quickly quickly shut that down like why are you even looking at that like we're, we're not going to scotland and i was like oh he was like it's a global pandemic we're not going anywhere okay so then so i quickly sh- shut down that rabbit hole and picked up a new one okay what is it barn dominiums okay so i know what a condominium is i know what a barn is so my guess is it's condos inside of a barn no it is a very weird name because it does not like really explain what it is it's basically um you know like metal shops Mm -hmm. well they make those where you can turn them into houses and some of them look like a shop on the outside with like a porch Mm -hmm. but then the inside looks like a house Mm -hmm. but there are some that 
you would not be able to tell it's a metal building. Interesting. So George's aunt and uncle, and I cannot remember what the outside looked like, but they had a barn that was a house. They lived in one for a few years on on some land uh, right next to her, George's aunt's mom, her her mom and, and basically them shared a driveway and it was so cool. So anytime we talk about their old house, we always reference it to when they lived in the barn because yeah. truly it was a barn, but the inside was a house. So, uh, okay. So where did you find, did you see them on TV? Did you see them in a magazine? Well, um, fixer upper Joanna Gaines did one a long time ago, but it was like an actual like old wooden barn that they redid. Um, we just, of course, always looking for properties and acreages all the time, like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so we drove past one um, and we've kind of always been throwing around, like if we ever built a house, we would probably go that route just because it is quite a bit cheaper and it's a lot quicker. It's about half the time to build one of these than it is to build a regular house. Interesting. And so we just kind of, went down there because we don't we don't know like what we have zero idea on the process that it would take to buy a property build a house sell our house like i we just don't know any of that so we just kind of like we need to know that information just in case because you never know when the perfect something is going to pop up and so Anytime you keep yourself open to things happening, I feel like that's when they actually do. And so I love that you guys are like, let's just be open. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, it's not like you're in your house totally like horrified and unhappy and like you can't wait to get out. But you're just open to what if something else ends up being, you know, our forever home or whatever. Yeah. And we've always said we wanted property and land. So might as well look and we might as well be educated on what would need to be done if we went that route instead of making mistakes or not knowing what's going on. So if you, you gotta look up barn dominiums, like hashtag barn dominiums on Instagram, and you will fall down a hole of the most beautiful places. And if you like, like really high ceilings, they're the house for you. Interesting. Okay. I just put it in there so that I can go down this rabbit hole later. Um, but already I see like one that I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with black and white. Me I, too. Yes. I am yes. obsessed with black and white. I just yep. feel like it is timeless and airy. And like when you wake up, like I always have to envision myself waking up somewhere. It's when crisp. I wake up, I just want it to be clean and bright and happy. Even if it's dreary outside, the natural light from just the clouds I just want to be like happy when I wake up and I feel like black and white with touches of, um, of wood. Oh, yep. yep. It's yep. just yep. the best. A hundred percent. And we are, I already told my husband, like if we build one, it's going to be white with like black trimmed windows and oh yes, yes, yeah, a hundred percent. That is amazing. That That is exactly what I would choose for myself. If I could even build a house, it would be a farm style home. Yeah. It would have a wraparound porch. I have dreamed my whole life of a wraparound porch. I don't know why. Like most people, like w- when we talk about 
growing up or what they envisioned. They're like the white picket fence. Like I don't care about the fence. I want a wraparound porch. I want there to be a swing on the porch. There's something about having a swing, even a tire swing. George's grandparents have a tire swing um, on their property or they did. I think they had to end up taking it down. But my daughter would go every single time we visit, she would go right up the hill and get on that tire swing. And just to watch her just be like outside in you know, the wild, if you want to call it that, and just enjoying nature. Like that's, you're, you see people on swing sets around here. You don't see them on tire swings. Like that's just, that's just not the way people do it. It sounds like you need a barn dominium. I know I might need a barn dominium, but here's some problem. Like I just, we would end up building it, living in it, thinking it's awesome. Our kids would go to college. <laughs> what are we going to do with this thing? I don't know. Live in it and enjoy it and sit on your porch like literally, oh, yes. I like signed up for a catalog, and it came today. Oh my gosh! You did like two not. days ago. Yes, that's for a local amazing. company. Okay, so wait, have you started looking into like builders and stuff? Well, we talked to our real estate agent, like just to know the process, because we were like, well, when you when you think you found a property, I mean, don't you have to take like an architect or a builder to even for them to even say like, yes, it's cap- you're capable of building here or yes, you can build here, but th- it's going to be this expensive because of this, this and this. Like we had no idea. And so we're just getting informed because I feel like even if we don't do that, even if we found a property that already had a house or we never moved at all, I'd still want to know that information because what if something does come up? Yeah, for sure. A couple years ago, I went down a rabbit hole of um, moving to Florida because I I really want to be in the warmth. Now, obviously, I'm not moving to Florida, but um, I really wanted to be somewhere warm. So I started looking up school districts and I felt like I, I truly feel like if you open yourself up and if you manifest these things, if you give it everything you have and you're willing to be uncomfortable for a while because you don't just get the dream. It doesn't just happen. You're going to have to be uncomfortable for a little while. So I started Googling school districts, private schools versus uh, public schools, what the cost difference was, what different neighborhoods were like. I went so far down a rabbit hole, I felt like I found my home. Like I was looking online. I was like, oh, this is perfect for us. This could be my son's room. This could be my daughter's room. Why not? What else am I going to do with my time except for scroll Instagram? You know what I mean? I don't think there's any problem with dreaming. There is not. There is not. And I also feel like it opened up other things inside of me that it opened up other dreams that I had, including this podcast. I feel like when you start to dream in one aspect of your life, so many other dreams start to flourish from there. So what's the harm in in dreaming? I mean, there's, I don't think there is any, I think it's awesome that you'll have all of that information and it's such an appreciation. Now, if you ever see a barn dominium, you will know what it took for that person to get that. Like it didn't just poof appear. You'll know all of the steps they had to take. And I think there's something really cool about that. Yeah, you never know really what you want or like until you go down the road of like really thinking about things. Yes, agreed. Well, that's going to be my next rabbit hole. I want to check some of these places out. So cute. There's so (sighs) many good ones. 
Okay, so before we continue with our conspiracy theory, you added this note, which made me so excited about Legally Blonde, the movie debuting 19 years ago today, which seems mind blowing because I don't feel like that movie is 19 years old. Um, no, no. I feel like we were in college when it came out. I know. I mean, I think we were in high school. Yeah. We were because, yeah, we were because this year we celebrated 20 years of being together and that was when I was 14 years old. Yeah. And Okay, so this is what's funny though. When Legally Blonde came out, we were in high school, but she was obviously in college. And so I think that movie gave me a false sense of what college was going to be like. Yeah, like that sorority house that she lives in or going to class and just having a little spiral notebook with a fluffy pen. Yes, yes. And I remember getting like those kinds of fluffy pins in my uh, Christmas stocking and being like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to, I'm going to write a manuscript with this. Like I'm going to do big things. Do you, I think I've talked about this before, but I probably have no lie 10 unfinished diaries slash journals over my lifetime. Like I have been, I'm going to write in this every day. I think the longest I ever went was six days in a row. Like it just did not happen. Well, in honor of 19 years of Legally Blonde, I thought it'd be fun to test our knowledge of Legally Blonde. Let's do it because I consider myself an expert. So if, if it is anything less than 100% knowledge, I'm going to be upset. Okay. Well, we'll just do this um, together. Okay. So, um, and I guess if we don't agree, then we can just pick one and see who is right. Okay. She was in a blank music video. Elle Woods was in a, a music video? Oh, my gosh. Uh... Like when they have their her video and the board is like deciding on if she's going to come in. Here are the four fortresses. You'll get it right away. Ricky Martin, Faith Hill, Usher, Jennifer Lopez. Ricky Martin. Yeah. I remember it now. I was Correct. like, wait, what? I'm like trying to picture the scene. But yes, now I remember when they're deliberating. Yeah. She was in a Ricky Martin video. Clearly, she's interested in music. Okay, here's the next one. What was Elle's undergrad major? Um, fashion merchandising. That is one of the choices. That is correct. Woohoo! And we should say this quiz is BuzzFeed, so we'll include yes. the link on the description as well so you guys can take I mean, I guess you can't really take it because we're telling <laughs> you the answer. But yeah. if you want to test your friends' knowledge, you can. Okay, how does Elle introduce herself and Bruiser to her new classmates? Um, this is, I'm Elle Woods and this is Bruiser Words. We're both Gemini vegetarians. That's what she said. Yes. I don't even realize how funny this movie is until I say things like that. I love Reese Witherspoon, but this is probably, yeah, probably my favorite of her characters she's ever played. But the, the fact that you can, 19 years later, that you can still quote this movie and people absolutely know what you're talking about tells you how big it was. Like, I feel like Elle Woods, like, took something and, like, left a piece of herself inside of all of us teen girls. Yes. Um, what brand of shoes does Enrique see Elle wearing to court? 
Don't stomp your little lassies and blank shoes at me, honey. Me and my sister Lisa quote this every single time in his voice, and it is Prada. You are correct. Okay, what outfit? Oh, I'll have to answer this one because it's a picture one. What outfit does Elle wear during the bend and snap scene? Uh, A pink top, a yellow top, a pink dress, or a red turtleneck? I think it's the pink dress. It's like a tie-dye pink. Yep, it's a pink dress. (gasps) Oh, it's the pink top, isn't it? No, it's the yellow top. (gasps) Oh, I don't... It's like a, well, yeah, it's, I, I think this is wrong though. I mean, I, it's, it's fine, but she's wearing like a pink camisole under it. So, and the yellow is like see-through. So I really don't think that's, that's kind of cheating. Okay. Although her, um, her wardrobe in this movie also made me want to like go and revamp my whole closet and want to wear nothing but pink because... Whoever said orange was the new pink was sadly mistaken. Yeah, it like chunky heels and mini skirts. Absolutely. Like, okay, what's Elle's clap back when Warner says this? You got into Harvard Law. What? Like it's hard? Uh, that's one of my favorites. I love that. That's so funny. Okay, what song is playing during the opening credits? Perfect Day by Hoku, One Girl Revolution by Super Chick, Ooh La La by Valeria, Love is a Beautiful Thing by Crystal Harris. Okay, this is time for me to admit something. The soundtrack was a soundtrack I purchased because I was so obsessed with this movie. So I know the answer is Perfect Day, but I love all of the songs. <laughs> you are correct. That is, a, that is a good opening scene, though. I love mm-hmm. a good opening scene to a movie. Me too. I love that it's when it's so recognizable that you could be in the other room and you know exactly what movie it is. Yep. What does Elle call Emmett in the car ride to the spa? Oh, my gosh. Um, a butthead? Yes. Is it a butthead or a bonehead? What it, butthead. Yeah, is a butthead. Okay. And he's like, did you just call me a butthead? <laughs> yeah. No one, no one's called me butthead since ninth grade. Okay. What graduating class is L in at Harvard? I okay. I know this because I graduated from high school in two thousand four, and L Woods graduated from college in two thousand four. You are correct. That's good. Woo-hoo! I don't think I would have known that. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, class of 2004. We did it! <laughs> okay, well, we got eight out of nine. Okay, so we I'll are take it. a legally blonde expert, 87%. And I think the one that we missed was kind of a trick question. That didn't yeah, count. Yeah, with the outfit. I agree. I agree. That doesn't count. All right, after that nice break from rabbit holes into the light and fluffy world of Elle Woods, we are back to reality. And um, something broke over the, is it over the weekend? Friday? Saturday? I think it was over the weekend. Maybe it was Friday. The days are hitting away from us. Oh my goodness. I know. I can't, I don't, yeah, it's, it's sad. Anyway, um, and I saw this 
on Instagram because I do follow a couple quote unquote conspiracy things on Instagram. And I was like, what in the world is this? Like, what is this? And then you mentioned something to me and I was like, okay, well, if Andrea's mentioning it, it is mainstream and I need to check it out. (laughs) That's how you do your gauge. (laughs) Yep. I love it. That's hilarious. If it's conspiracy and you know about it, then it's public knowledge worldwide. We're talking about the Wayfair scandal um, or conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. Um, And it's, I don't, like, what the heck? Okay, so let's get into, let's get into what supposedly is going on with Wayfair. So if you have been living under a rock for the last few days, Wayfair started trending basically on all social media platforms, but especially on Twitter with people um, finding interesting prices on the same items. So it's like the same, let's just say it's an armoire. It's the same armoire and it has four different prices, but they're extremely high. And different people started looking into them, the names of these things, and we're finding some interesting um, information when it came to Wayfair's selling of furniture, which was like child sex trafficking, basically. And to be to be clear, the armoires were the it's the same one, so it's like a picture. Of the same armoire, they have different prices and their names. You know, like they will name furniture. Like this is a Giselle love seat or something. You know what I mean? Like, so it was the same exact style picture, the same armoire, different prices and different quote unquote names. Then if you took that name of the armoire and typed it into Google and put missing after it, it popped up a missing child. So, And then people took it a step further and started taking the SKU numbers and putting them into Google. And the SKU number would pop up with the child that matched the name of the piece of furniture on Wayfair. So when we say like... Oh, I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I went down the rabbit hole with the SKU numbers. So when we say like they named the furniture, these are not names like Sarah and Amanda. These are distinct names. They're very Mm -hmm. different. They are not... They're not common by any means. So to name a piece of furniture that, okay, fine, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt... But every single one of those names matched a missing child. Every single one. Not like, oh, you know, two of them. No, it was the same armoire, different price, which is also very interesting. Why would it be different? But then, of course, when you go and you look up these missing children, they're of different ages. So I'm sure that is the reason why the prices are different. But when we say prices, they were astronomical for pieces of furniture. We're talking $10,000 or more. Yeah. And just to play devil's advocate, I'm sure there are people that are like, well, you know, armoires that I mean, $10,000 for an armoire. That's not too expensive. That's not out of the realm of possibility. 
and maybe this is all just a coincidence. Well, until you then look at $10,000 throw pillows, throw pillows, that then the names of them were matching, matching missing children, it just gets a little weird, beyond weird. Agreed. Agreed. And so I didn't want to go... First, obviously, we're saying this is a conspiracy theory. We don't know if it to, it to be true by any means. But for me, when I'm looking at it, because what happened was it wasn't even just people telling you this was happening. They were showing you. They were doing searches on their phones and recording their phone search and showing you how they would go in to a particular item that was $10,000 for the ebony cabinet. So that was the person's name or that's the furniture piece of furniture's name. And then all of a sudden the price would plummet because in their opinion, it was people were talking about it. People were onto it. So they were changing the prices back. All of a sudden a $10,000 throw pillow when you refreshed it was $24.99, which is a very normal price for a throw pillow. So it just seems what I would call shady because why they didn't this is what threw me off about Wayfair when they addressed it they addressed it but they didn't it's not Mm -hmm. like they had a reason it wasn't like oh my gosh we got the site got hacked different prices got put into different things there was no explanation other than the things people are saying about our site and sex trafficking have no merit that was pretty much it. There was no further yeah. explanation and it just came off shady. Yeah. There was no explanation about why the prices were so ridiculous. There was no explanation about why they suddenly were changed. It, yeah, it is just like suspicious. And this is an age of you have to know, it, you, you have a publicist, you know exactly what to say and how to say it and how to release it and if you mess that up you know what I mean like you probably are guilty yeah or even if let's just give you let's give the benefit of the doubt and say that's not what's going on whatever is going on is shady business because that yeah what is it then yes if If it's, it's not what it looks like then what is it because there's no reason to be selling a eight by six pillow for 10 grand. No, not, I mean, no, it's not full of gold. Like, and and again, maybe, so maybe it's not sex trafficking. Maybe it's drugs. I don't know. I have no idea. What is it? But, but just say, I would, I mean, I'm not a fan of lying, but if you're going to address it in the first place, you might as well come up with a really good lie because saying it's not what it seems like but offering no further explanation. Why? We got hacked. We weren't the only ones. Like these are, you know, prices got changed on these different things. And, and I, you know, we're sorry that we were ever even in this conversation as far as sex trafficking. And this is not, you know, who we are as a company, Bob. Something. Like you had nobody to be able to speak on your behalf because this is just coming off a little bit weird. I personally would find it interesting if... You know, someone went undercover, purchased one of these things, and figured out what the heck came in the mail. Would it come in the mail? Do they 
send you some kind of code about where to pick this up. I'm just interested what would have happened if someone actually purchased one of these items. And it makes me uncomfortable to think about it, to be honest. Well, and why would somebody, let's just say they were hacked. Why would somebody do that? Like, what is the point of trying to bring down this company? And people were saying that they were also finding strange things on Amazon as well. So it wasn't just Wayfair. It was, there were several different sites that people were digging into and finding this weird stuff. So, yeah, I even saw that there were, okay, so, you know, when you read a news article, um, and then on the left-hand side or like above it, there's like small ads. So I was seeing that there were specific ads that had nothing to do with, um, the furniture by any means. But if you clicked on the ad, it would take you to one of these $10,000 items on Wayfair. And so they, they were showing like a picture of like Ellen DeGeneres and she was, um, I think she was advertising Game of Games, her show. But when someone clicked on it, it took them to one of the $10,000 items on Wayfair. And I'm, they, they weren't suggesting that Ellen was in on it, but what they were saying is it was almost as if, if you clicked on that, the only reason why you would ever want to is knowing that it was going to lead to something completely different. Why Why would they do that? What would be the point of doing that? And, and again, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, get on Twitter. People will show you directly from their screen. So I understand how screenshots can be manipulated, but these are actual videos of them maneuvering on their I did phones. it myself. I sent you one. Yeah. I did one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I personally did one and sent it to you because mm-hmm. I was like, hmm really and nope I found one and I don't like speaking bad of uh celebrities when there is no like solid concrete information but she has been thrown around in that group of people that are associated with bad people and so that doesn't really surprise me but it's just so weird. It's so weird. And then you're like, there's no way. There's no way all of these people are evil and doing all this evil stuff. But I don't understand. Like, if someone was just making this up, what is the point? Because you're not gaining. Let's, let's say you're some kind of troll. And you are making all this fake stuff. And you hacked Wayfair. And you connected all these celebrities with this stuff. And you said, all, what are you getting out of that? What is the point? Well, I think I think most people in, in anything like this and any kind of um, overtaking of anything, someone is paying you to do it. You're not just doing it for fun. So I guess I'd be more curious is if, if there's nothing shady going on, who paid you to do that? And what was the reasoning for that? Are they trying to, is it a competing online store? So they're trying to get, less people to buy from Wayfair and more people to buy from them? Is it um, is it something where they have something on you and it's like, hey, if you don't, if you don't give me a million dollars, I'm going to hack your site and do all of the shady things and make it look like you're sex trafficking? I don't know. I just, I feel like people's, um, the reason why people do things to be shady 
is usually for some kind of power or gain. So there had to be something, there has to be a reason, even hopefully it's not that there's actual children being sold online. Hopefully that's not it. But there has to be a reason why that happened. And it wasn't just purely, it just happened. It didn't just happen. There has to be, there has to be something more to the story than that. Well, and don't go down the rabbit hole of looking at how many kids go missing out of the foster care system. Don't go looking at any kind of uh, missing anything. I mean, the fact that Netflix brought back Unsolved Mysteries has everybody all in a, a, a ra- another rabbit hole, including myself. And Unsolved Mysteries, I don't know about everybody else. I remember being a child and hearing the music come on for that show. Mm-hmm. And immediately my skin Anxiety. would yep. crawl, my breathing would get heavy, and I had this inherent fear that if I went to the store and wasn't holding on to my mom, someone was going to snatch me up. Yeah, it, it was. it's like a scary movie. Like, it scared me so bad when that music came on, but I couldn't look away. Yeah, oh, me either. And I remember my parents being like, this is not for you guys. Like, don't. We had one TV. We had one TV in our house. My parents really weren't big TV people, but they did watch the news and they did watch Unsolved Mysteries. And... I just remember like being like in the hallway and like trying to see what was going on. And it's funny because at the same time as I felt scared, I also felt like, and I guess many people feel like this in in many aspects of life, but I also felt like, well, that's never going to happen to me or anybody I know. Like you feel so distant from it at the same time Mm -hmm. as you have a fear that could actually happen to you. And I have not I have not streamed the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries yet. I've only seen one episode and it I actually started from the end because I didn't realize the Alonzo Brooks or the Alon was it Alonzo Brooks? Is that his name? Yes. Okay. I didn't realize the Alonzo Brooks uh case was in Gardner, Kansas. I saw another case that was in Dent County, Missouri, which is like four hours from us. And so I was like, oh, I want to watch something that's like more local to me. So I ended up watching one episode and it was the last episode about Lena Chapman. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that there was another one in our area. Yeah. Because so- I, I stopped at that one. I, li- I literally watched um, half of the Alonzo Brooks episode and then my husband came home and I rewatched it and we watched the whole thing through. I need to watch that one because there's been a lot of people talking about it. And so I do want to go back. But for me, again, the music, everything about it, I watched the last episode and it took place in Dent County, Missouri. And basically the whole gist with her is that her mother. So you didn't watch this episode, right? Because I don't want to. No. Okay. Her mother had multiple husbands. She had four. She had all girls, four girls, I believe, had all girls multiple husbands she ended up marrying a man leaving him for his brother and then her husband went missing Mm -hmm. okay well one of the daughters who is in uh unsolved mysteries and is talking to the camera um she said my sister lena confided in me finally that she she was the oldest daughter that she saw her mom and her mom's boyfriend, which mm-hmm. was the brother, carrying the uh, husband 
who was already dead. And she knew that her mother had killed him. And so when she, she finally made a confession about it to someone and then all of a sudden that daughter went missing. So they still have never found her. They've never found her body. It's still an outgoing investigation. And the sick part, the part Mm. that just, this is the reason why I've only watched one episode, that made me the sickest about the entire thing because it is a whole, I mean, it's such a good episode. It's disgusting, but it's good. Is that the mother, the one who murdered her husband, according to her daughter, she now has custody of that missing daughter's son, her grandson, and is raising him. And apparently like always wanted a boy. That's why she had so many kids and ended up having all girls. And so all of the daughters who are still alive and um, and talking with each other and talking to the camera, they all speak of their mother. And it's scary. It's scary to listen to them talk. And it's so sad to see them cry over not seeing their nephew and the fact that their mom is responsible for the reason why their other sister is no longer there to raise her own child and she's raising this child as her own like as she's the mom of this child that's crazy I'll have to watch that one so you watched the Alonzo Brooks one obviously you ended up watching the first half twice so give me kind of a gist about it because I haven't seen that episode but I've seen a lot of people talk about it um well he uh his family's from Gardner and um, it took place in 2004, and he was, um, I think, the same age as me. So he had already been out of high school for a couple of years, but the um, some of the friends he hung out with were still in high school, getting ready to graduate. And um, they went to a party in Lacine, Kansas, which is mm-hmm. like 45 minutes south of Gardner. And they never really did say why. They just said they went to a party to celebrate like one of their friends was going into the service, which didn't quite make sense. They didn't explain like why they had to go to Lacine for this party. So I don't quite know what took them there. Anyway, so Alonzo rode with this some friends down there to this party. Um, Lacine, Kansas is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's just a small, teeny, tiny town, and there it was a huge party at like a like a farmhouse or something, and um, he basically was like the only black guy there, and he almost got in a fight with somebody um, because he was like hitting on somebody's girl, and it just this whole you know high school party drinking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his friends left and went home. The other one said, hey, I'm going to go out and get some, I'm going to go to town and get some cigarettes and you stay here at this party where he knows no one and is a ton, like a long ways away, which I think is weird. He, the friend that he got the ride with gets lost going to get cigarettes and never makes it back never finds his way back and just leaves Alonzo at this party alone with no way to get home. Which I think 
okay, if you're, if, if it's literally, you didn't do anything like nothing nefarious other than leaving your friend there, why would you do that? Like he didn't know anyone. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No, no sense. None. Anyway. So the next day he never comes home. Um, they go and are looking for him. No one knows where he's at. The police, of course, you know, like, well, we have to wait this amount of time before you can, um, put in a missing persons report. They will not let the family go and search for him, which I thought was really weird. They basically kept saying, you know, you need to stop calling us. Let us do our job. Um, we'll figure it out. And I think it was a couple months later, they, the... They finally said, okay, you can come search for him now, told the family. And they found his body. Ugh. And what the weird part about it was, A, they couldn't tell how he died, which was suspicious. Two, he, it had been like two months later, but his, this is probably too much, but his body didn't show that he had been out there for two months. So they had like kept him somewhere? Yeah. So Ugh. they think that somebody had either like beat him to death or accidentally killed him or on purpose killed him and then kept him in basically a freezer until they had, knew, they had known that the police was done with their search and then dumped him. Oh, that is terrible. What is crazy, this... All of that to say, this was a party of like a hundred kids and no one saw anything. No one knows nothing. Like, I don't believe that. And I think um, it's disgusting that there are people that know what happened to him that aren't, that are not saying anything. And I think, I think, uh, actually, I just looked up this case before we started recording and um, all the news stations are, you know, saying that it, it probably will get solved. Like them putting this back into the forefront and putting it out there is going to get it solved. Because it's one of those cases that is absolutely 100% capable of being solved. People sure. just need to speak. And see, and I think the difference between the Alonzo case and the Lena case is that although they... It's sad because there is a body and they know Alonzo is for sure dead. There's also some type of closure with that because there is a body for these sisters. It's like, we know she's gone, but we can't find it. Like, we can't find her body at Mm -hmm. all. So until that happens, the mom can't be charged. Like, it's a whole, like, the whole thing is just so much open wound and not that Alonzo's family is like, oh, I'm so grateful that I found my kid dead. Like, absolutely not. But there's also a, a way to hopefully get closure and maybe somebody will step forward. I did see something. Um, there was a, a headline. I clicked on it. It said, Unsolved Mysteries Revival on Netflix surges in popularity with tips already coming in. So yep. hopefully a lot of these cases that are unsolved, um, they will be solved. And 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 I I would think... I would think with the popularity that this got that they're probably going to do more episodes or more seasons of it. So hopefully there will be like a recap of, hey, all of the ones from season one, this is what your tips led to. Um, This was only part one of the first season. 
So they're going to have a second part. I did read that. And oh, great. I remember. I won't, I won't be able to sleep for like at least a month. Cool. I know. I remember with the original series, they used to do updates. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that I would hope that they would also do that. I think both of these cases, them it taking place, and I'm guessing Lena's case was in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows everything in a small town. I yes, think. They do. It is very, very possible that both of those will be solved, which is good. It's kind of like um, the podcast Up and Vanished. If you've not listened to that, it's Up and Vanished with Payne Lindsay. Um, It is so good. And it makes me, it gives me, it literally gives me goosebumps because he found this case, went in there, investigated it, is making a pod, made a podcast about it, but they solved that case. That's insane. His podcast solved the case. Yes. Yes. Like him putting out this information um, led to it being solved. And he had like a big hand in it. Not just like, oh, I put out this information about this case. No, he investigated it himself and it was solved. So if you if you like that sort of thing, uh, Up and Vanished with Payne Lindsay. And I think there might be multiple seasons, but I, I listened to the first season about the teacher that went missing in a small town. Very, very good. Very well done. And there is closure with it. It's not just one of those missing person cases where there's no uh, closure. That wraps up another episode of Sarcastic in Suburbia. We love hearing about how much you all are enjoying each episode. Because of that, we highly encourage you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more likely other sarcastic listeners like yourselves will be able to find us. Are you following us online yet? You can find us on Instagram at Sarcastic in Suburbia Pod and on Facebook at Sarcastic in Suburbia Podcast. Use the hashtag share the sarcasm when posting about the podcast so other listeners can find your posts. Is there a specific topic you want us to cover? We want to hear from you. Contact us on our social media pages or feel free to send us an email at sarcasticinsuburbia at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to hashtag share the sarcasm with friends. Remember that on Wednesdays we wear pink. And listen to Sarcastic in Suburbia. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.